Welcome back to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. We are continuing with Knuckle, Chapter 6, Part 1, The Curse. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. <laughs> This day I curse for generations to come. Your descendants will suffer. Who knows which one? Skip once, skip twice. One may be none. A daughter, a sister, or perhaps a son. If they raise a thumb, a hand, or finger, no one will die, but pain will linger. Remember this cursed was caused, you see, not lifting a finger to try and help me. This curse won't stop, but will go on forever, unless your family stops altogether. Don't try and seek help, because if they do, they suffer the same as the others will too. Bones must leave in order to give a chance for others to be able to live. After listening to the curse, both Nicholas and Patricia sat there in silence. Both had more questions than answers. Nicholas looked at Patricia and in a somewhat nervous hesitant tone of voice said to her that it was time to go visit his mother. Patricia nodded in agreement. Rain. That's all it did on the drive to Hillsbury Sanitarium. The sky, dark, cloudy, and full of gloom, as if it knew what was happening to Nicholas or what was yet to come. Nicholas's mother had been in the sanitarium since he was five years old. Due to the incarceration of his mother and his father having had a terrible accident, Nicholas lived with his aunt and uncle from his dad's side for the majority of his life. His mother, now 55, has lived at Hillsbury for 25 years. She requested to never want visitors, but still wished to have photographs and drawings sent to her from the twins. On the drive, silence was another passenger. The only sound was the back and forth of the wipers as it removed the tears coming down from the clouds. At the gate, Nicholas pressed the buzzer. A distorted voice came over the speaker, said hello and welcome to Hillsborough, and asked what their business was. After Nicholas gave an answer, the entrance gate started to move, rolling out of the way, creaking, as if hesitant to let them in. Passing through security doors, accompanied by an orderly, Patricia was asked to stay in a general waiting area while the orderly escorted Nicholas through another set of doors into a higher security section where the general population of patients were not allowed. The patients in this area were segregated due to increased potential for harming themselves. They arrived at another door, a mat beside it and two plastic hooks. 
Nicholas was asked to remove his shoes and to hang his belt on one of the hooks. The orderly then presented a plastic bin that was on a shelf, hanging from the wall, and asked Nicholas to empty his pockets and put whatever he had into the plastic bin. The orderly then opened the door, and inside was a table and two chairs, one on either side. The orderly told Nicholas to take a seat and wait. As the orderly left, Nicholas looked around the room. Everything was padded including the floor. The table and chairs were cheap plastic, just adding more depression to the atmosphere. The door opened again, and the orderly escorted in a gray-haired woman dressed in hospital clothing who was missing both her hands. Before leaving, the orderly made sure that she was seated and told Nicholas that they had 15 minutes. Nicholas looked at the woman, if this woman was his mother, she was barely recognizable. It had been a few years since the last time they spoke. Her hair had grayed and was unkept. Sores were on her arms, old bruises, scars from years of constantly trying to harm herself to the point of death and beyond from where there was no returning. The first words came out of this woman's mouth and it was then he knew she was his mother.